The Bible says something amazing. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Do you realize there are many people who feel as if they're unworthy to follow Jesus because of the sin in their life? Perhaps you were that person. But as a follower of Jesus, there is no condemnation. We're going to take a moment to unpack this from Romans chapter 8. Thanks for joining me. I'm Brian Sussman, and this is the Another Chance Daily Devotion. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me. I'm Brian Sussman, Daily Devotion, the Another Chance podcast. And as I always like to say, God is not the God of a second chance. Well, certainly he does give us a second chance, but beyond that, he's the God of another chance. And he's the God who has no condemnation for those who are following him. Let's read it. I'm using the New King James translation. This is chapter 8 of the book of Romans. There is now no condemnation. Actually, let me start over. Very important to read one word that I skipped. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me, this is Paul talking, has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law, and he's talking about the Jewish law, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son into the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. That can be difficult to unpack, but said quite simply, those who were following the law of Torah were condemned in that they could never follow the law of Torah, Torah to the T. So maybe you're not Jewish, maybe you don't understand Torah. But how about this? Just looking at life and the life you lived prior to coming to know Jesus, there's no way you could have done enough good to outweigh the bad in your life. Now, some might say, well, I never broke the law, you know, the, the, the law of the land civil law, criminal law. I never went there. But let's talk about what's been in your mind all of those years prior to coming to know Jesus. Did you ever think a bad thought? Did you ever wish something bad upon someone? Did suddenly out of your mouth flow cuss words? Maybe you never cussed out loud, but in your mind were you cursing someone? Perhaps you even cursed yourself. My point is, and everyone when honest would admit that the amount of bad things they thought, the amount of bad things they wanted to accomplish, the amount of bad things that they did outweighed the good things in their life that they tried to accomplish, that they thought, etc. That's, that's just the way it is in the world in which we live, and that's why we need a Savior. And that's why so many of us, like you, like me, uh, 
realized I've sinned. I've fallen short of the glory of God. I need your help, Lord. I can't do this any longer. It's not working out for me. I am a sinful man. I am a sinful woman. And you took a knee before the throne of God. And you decided that you needed to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord because he died for your sins. He was raised from the dead on behalf of your sins. And he has filled us with his Holy Spirit so that we can live a life free of sin. Now, does that mean we'll never sin again? (laughs) Absolutely not. Our flesh gets in the way on a regular basis. But this is the good news. He gives us another chance. And therefore, I'm reading from chapter 8, verse 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's, It's really a beautiful thing. But again, sometimes very difficult to unpack. You see, the Bible teaches us that every human being will be brought before the judgment throne of God for an ultimate and decisive judgment. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, where Paul once again says this, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. And again, who's going to be the judge? Well, Christ himself. This is, these are the words of Jesus in John chapter 5, verse 27. He has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. That's Jesus talking about himself. He has the authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. You see, we're all naturally under the condemnation of God. Again, looking at the book of John, chapter 3, verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. This is Jesus once again referring to himself. But here's the good news. Christians will not be found guilty on Judgment Day. Again, you can go to, for example, the book of Matthew to read more about that. Matthew 25, verses 33 through 34. He will place the sheep on his right. This is Jesus talking. He will place the sheep on his right but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So again, the Bible teaches that every one of us will be brought before the judgment throne of God for an ultimate and decisive judgment, and Christ will be the judge. But Christians will not be found guilty on judgment day because we acknowledged Jesus the Messiah as our Lord. We repented of our sins. Jesus died for our sins on the cross. It's over. It's done with. He was raised from the dead, proving his lordship and authority over death, and gave us the Holy Spirit. No condemnation. But, you know, it really involves more than an acquittal on Judgment Day. 
because I was reading to you from Romans chapter 8, which is admittedly a very difficult passage to to, uh, digest, if you will. I have so many friends who attended Bible college who said when they finally got to the book of Romans, it was just, it was, they just didn't know what to think. They didn't know what to think about their faith. They didn't know what to think about God. They were getting confused. It's a heavy-duty book for sure, and I don't claim to be able to, <laughs> to unpack it properly. But I can say this. Paul takes us into Romans 8 and teaches that believers are not only free from the bondage of sin, they are free from the inner emotions and thoughts that tend to bring feelings of condemnation when we do commit sin. You see, we are free from the law of sin and death, which means although we will continue to sin, let's just be realistic, we will continue to sin. As followers of Jesus, we're not perfect, but we've been forgiven. We will continue to sin. Uh, I can't say this, the sins that I commit in my life, you know, some of, the, some of the things that I was beholden to, some of the things that I was a slave to prior to coming to know Jesus, uh, those things are gone. My sins nowadays are, are different. I hope that's a sign of me growing in the Lord Jesus. But I'll never forget this. And I ask you this question. When you first came to know him, when you first decided to follow him, and you were first filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit was now residing within you, what was the first sign of that Holy Spirit within you? What was the first sign? Just think about that for a moment. What was the first sign looking back on your decision to follow Jesus? I'll give you a moment, and I'll tell you what my first sign was. The first sign in my life was I didn't curse anymore. I I grew up in a household where where cussing was the norm. That was the way I was raised. And upon confessing Jesus as Lord, I'll never forget, I can't remember if it was a day later, a week later, a month later, I just remember that point in time where I realized, I don't cuss anymore. Well, you know, there's another scripture that says, out of our mouth flows the abundant of my heart, of our heart. My heart had been changed. I was a new man. That was the first sign for me that I was born again. I was being freed from the bondage of sin. And and when I have sinned since that moment in time where I confess Jesus as Lord, I'm no longer condemned. Prior to coming to know him, my sin equated with condemnation. My sin was going to send me to hell. But when I acknowledged him as my Savior, when I acknowledged that he had died for my sins, that he had forgiven me of my sins, and was in the process of cleansing me from all unrighteousness, wow, what a difference. We are free from the law of sin and death, which means although we'll continue to sin to some degree going forward, the law no longer has the power to condemn us. 
we are not under the law's condemnation because Jesus has fulfilled the expectations of the law perfectly and we are in Christ. And because we are in Christ, we have a joy of being counted as righteous. Not because of anything we've done other than acknowledge him as Savior, but primarily because Christ is righteous. If you go to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse 9, it says, And be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. So here's Paul talking. I don't have a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing. And yes, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we will continue to struggle, but we will not live according to the flesh. In other words, we are not in a persistent state of sinful living. So friends, there's no condemnation. No condemnation. And if you ever get into a rut where you're condemning yourself, and I, I, I was in that rut for a long period of time, I would think about <clears throat> past sins. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up thinking about this because the Lord so radically changed things. But I would think about past sins. I would think about things I said to people. I would things about, think about the many times my tongue got me in trouble. And I would, I would condemn myself. And I'll never forget, during a, a time of Bible study, I confessed this, and, and somebody just said, Brother, you need to, you need to repent of that and thank God for the fact that there is no condemnation for you. And this particular sister was spot on. There is no condemnation. And when we go down that road of self-condemnation, rebuke it in the name of Jesus because that's the devil speaking to you. He knows you're saved. He know, knows you, he can no longer claim you. But he's just trying to do anything to cause havoc in your life. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I am not condemned. I am a child of God, and I am saved. I hope this has been helpful to you. There is no condemnation for you, my brother or sister, none whatsoever. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Lord, thank you for the fact that there is no condemnation for us who are in your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins. Thank you, Father, for raising your Son from the dead. And thank you, Jesus, for promising us your Holy Spirit, which lives within us. O Lord, may we be filled to overflowing with your Spirit on a daily basis. I pray you'll bless all those who are listening. May they take this to heart. I hope it wasn't confusing, Lord. I hope it all makes sense. And I thank you, and we thank you, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus our Messiah. Amen. Thank you, my friends, for joining me in this, the Another Chance Podcast Daily Devotion. 
I hope you like what you're hearing, and I hope you'll share this with a friend if that's indeed the case. Until next time, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.